whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. Bobby Starr! It's a good old hockey game. Oh, good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Good old hockey game. And away we go. Vegas Hockey Hotline, Ryan Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Best of three. Golden Knights have home ice advantage back. There's a lot to dive into and how the narratives change and changes all the time with this team. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming on. We got a game tomorrow. Spin the Wheel of Terrible Herbs tomorrow. Get the uh, VGK game day giveaway, the $1,000 giveaway. And tomorrow's buy one sub, get one free at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. But they also have the new after uh, 5 p.m. You get uh, the, After 6 p.m., you get the uh, six-inch subs, only five bucks. I mean, John Smith, that's a screaming deal. I'll be there right at six. And they're on the power play. Adam S. Cutter on Twitter. You can win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. And I want to thank everybody that showed up Friday night. For our hockey watch party at Sunset Station in Club Madrid, it was a great crowd. Five o'clock start. People did Stevie play hooky for hockey. Well, that's a- uh, they were there, man. It was a great crowd. Crazy end of the game with Flurry mishandling the puck, kind of the airs out of the balloon. But then we get to the game yesterday, and then the decision by Pete DeBoer to go with Robin Leonard. There was a real part of me. I had angst. Thinking, no, no. Go ahead. There was a part of me during the day thinking, you know, he might just be playing with Montreal's head a little bit. I saw that tweet, and uh, and I agreed with it, and I, and I hoped it was that way. Look, this thing could have gone a completely different way. Robin Leonard had a fantastic game last night. I was concerned that an eight-day layoff, right, an eight-game layoff, he might not come out very well, right? You can get off to a slow start under those situations. And Montreal pots a couple of goals and you're playing from behind. Not the case. He Leonard made was- a big save early in the game. A, a wrist shot, high danger chance, right in the middle of the slot. Couldn't ask for a better shooting area. And he swatted it away. And I think that really got him going. And this guy is a breath of fresh air. To his credit, Stuck up for the team. Never was an issue. The players said what a great teammate he's been. And he stepped up and played a great game. The only time we'd seen him was the Avs game. We know what happened. 7-1 the final. Golden Knights were a no-show in that game. He wasn't at his best either, but it was not his fault. He even said last night, it didn't matter who played. You know, in that game, you weren't going to win. And he's right. But let's just start with the decision itself. You have got to give Pete DeBoer a boatload of credit here to make that move, plus the in-game adjustments. You tuck back to the third line. Nosek goes up. You know, you're sitting there going, geez, I mean, your season's kind of on the line here, and he's swinging at it. And that maybe tells you that there's a lot that's not right at the moment. But this team finds ways, and we'll, we'll get into that. But let's just give DeBoer credit for being the mad scientist here because he stuck his neck out like an ostrich doing it. He got the call right in goal, and then 
He shuffled the lines around, and the winning goal in overtime, that third line with, a, I mean, incredible effort. They drop the puck, they get it deep, cycling for in excess of a minute to the point where it's always dangerous. And, and I asked Pacioretty, he says, yeah, you sense that opportunity. When he jumps on with fresh legs and the Canadians' D's tired, and Wah and Tuck were still out there. They were down low when Pacioretty came on, and they went to the front of the net, and Pacioretty swung and just slid it right back into that danger area. And then Wah shows all the patience. After, by the way, Price made an incredible save on him on the first chance. But then the, he was down and out. The fenceman slid in. And Wah to take his time and do really a soft flip and just get it over the guys that were down and put it in. We've seen a lot of guys, Steve, get that thing, turn and just fire it in, yeah. off the glass. Yeah, I, I, I was so happy well, with Nick Waugh uh, for taking his time and, and noticing that he had time and, and back off a little bit and, and then lift it. Because you're right, you know, how many third-line guys have we see kind of panic in that situation? I got a chance to win a game here, and I'm just going to throw it any way I can at the net, just whack at it again. But, but no, he, he saw that he had time. He took that time, backed off a little bit to give himself even more room, and then lifted the puck so it's over uh, Price and, uh, and the defenseman that was in behind Price. It was a phenomenal shift. They get it down deep. Tuck really got it going because the puck went in the corner. Habs had it. And uh, Tuck just hugged himself along the wall and kept it in down in the corner. Then the cycle continued. It came around, and Martinez made a good keep at the blue line and then diagonally went right back into the corner where the puck had come from. The cycle continued, and that's when Pacioretty jumped on. I'm assuming I'm assuming he jumped on for Yanmark, would be my assumption. Right. And then he gets in, and the puck pops loose. He gets it, spins, fires it right back where Tuck's in the crease. And Raw's right there, and they put it. But, I mean, hats off to those guys. That was a phenomenal shift to the point where you're like, uh, that would be a good idea to do for like 60 minutes. Again, I'm a broken record with this stuff. So the two goals last night from the Knights, it's Pacioretty taking the puck to the net and then, and then a rebound, and you're, you're in close. You're in the greasy area, right? The, the, puck from, uh, the, the goal rather from McNabb was uh, Carlson working the puck behind the net uh, McNabb pinches down when he sees an opening there right at the top of the crease and then gets it home. Get get to the net. Have a net front presence. That's when this team is good. Our buddy Frank Harnish is here at VGK Frank on Twitter. Kind enough to swing in a little early. He'll be on at the top of the hour with T.C. Martin for a couple more hours after this. Thanks for coming in, bud. It's good to see you. That game was downright boring. For a long stretch. And then, you know, the angst builds up and you get the overtime. Okay, so it finished exciting. But that game, in a weird way, was like game three of the series with the Avs, where Vegas is five minutes away from being toast on a stick. And, you know, McNabb pinches down low, Carlson gets it to him, and they find themselves tied and win the game with a good effort that we just talked about. This team is... They're frustrating at times, 
And all the goals keep coming from the defense core, which is the scary thing. And at some point, it's going to catch up with you. they got to get the offense going. But they find a way. A lot of times, they just find a way, and they deserve credit for that. Oh, they definitely deserve credit for that. And um, when you're talking about those goals, and if you would have said that after four games that the power play was going to be 0 for 11, that they weren't going to have a goal from Stone, from Pacioretty, from Carlson, from Smith, from Tuck, from Marcia Scholl, and you're playing and, Carey and, Price. And and you're playing Carey Price and Chandler Stevenson is hurt and you don't know when he's going to be back. You'd probably feel that you're pretty fortunate right now to be tied 2-2 two to two in this series. If I'm Montreal, I'm really concerned right now. And I'm concerned for two reasons. You won game three, but you won it because of one of the biggest gaffes we've ever seen in a, in a semifinal playoff game by Marc-Andre Fleury. Nothing against him. He's been sensational all season long. Right. But they gave that game away. Last night, I don't think Montreal can play a better game than they did last night. The scoring chances were 18 to 1. Yep. 18 to 1. Well, uh, Robin well I was texting head. friends during the game. I, I know I was t- texting Ken Bolke or something during the game, and it was it was late in the second period or whatever, and I just I just said to him, and he, he said the same thing, Vegas is winning this game. It's like Montreal's throwing the sink at him, and... and Vegas hanging around. Vegas, this this is the kind of game Vegas wins and Montreal goes, what happened? No, I, I agree. And I don't know about you, but I, I thought around the 10-minute mark with about 10 minutes ago, I think it was 9.54 officially when I noticed, it seemed like Montreal started going in their little bit of defensive show more. Not that they weren't trying to still score and do something if they had the opportunity because they're great counter punchers. Mm-hmm. But I remember the people that I was watching the game with and looking and going, yeah, this might be a little bit early for them to try to kill this much time. Because when they tried to do that when they were up 3 to nothing, they almost lost the game and they won it 3-2. to two. By so the way, now they're only up one to nothing. By the way, you know I love Pierre Maguire, and but he was talking the one sequence I thought it was brilliant. He said, "Well, I don't know what Nozick's thinking. Boys, that you don't want to be taking on a Shea Weber. You got to I'm like fighting is not a thing in the playoffs. Nozick got Shea Weber off the ice. Absolutely, you, you would take that trade off." Any day of the week. Yeah, 10 out of 10 times. So instead of saying that was a dumb decision by Nozick to be taken on Weber, he got under his skin and got him off the ice. That's that's like, way to go, man. That's what you want. No, I I agree. Sometimes you have to look at the big picture of things and see who you're trading for who. Do you want to take a dumb penalty at that time? No, but like you said, if it's an equalizer and you're both going off, advantage the team that that loses the lesser player. And Nozick's a good player. He's not Shea Weber. The, the one thing that concerned me there is, but please, don't, don't get hurt, Nosek. We, we're already down a center, and, and, and Nosek has proved to be a little fragile. I love the guy. He's missed a lot of games. Please do not get injured in that situation. We're already down a center. Oh, I, I, I keep doing that. All right. Do it again. Okay. If, if you're, well, you're taking Shea Weber a, off his game. And, and but then veter- to get him off the ice, I mean, do it again tomorrow night. And he's a veteran guy, too. I'm actually kind of surprised that Weber fell for it, to be honest with you. Because you think that he'd be a cooler head and he'd be like, okay, well, I know the- what you're trying to do It was here. great because it was, okay, they're in the corner and they're engaged. And there was a, you know, a back and forth, a back and forth. And the refs are like, let, let it be. And then as Weber comes away from it, Nosha comes up and slashes him on the back of the leg. 
and Weber turns right around and takes the bait. Yeah, the retaliation, and that's the stuff that gets called all the time. But, yeah, exactly. You know, And, by the way, the four-on-four, I'm telling you, that kind of got Vegas going again. Because the open eyes, Vegas actually had the better of the chances on four and four. And they actually gained a little momentum that I think led to the McNabb goal. Don't sleep on that Noshik play. That was a big play in the game. No, I, I agree with you. And I and I thought like you because, and again, it's funny because when I was watching the game, I mentioned, I said, well, we know that Vegas is pretty much dominated five on five for most of this series. The power play actually kills momentum. Let's see what happens in four on four. And and I agree. I, I I thought Vegas started opening up the ice a little bit. They got a little bit of uh you know their, their their mojo going and started playing a little bit better. And yeah, that play by McNabb. If you notice too, that go by McNabb. Not and Carlson did a good job. And I heard you guys breaking it down in that. But Carey Price and I know Stevie, you said get in front of the net, make it greasy. The two guys that screened Carey Price on that were two of his own players. Yeah. Two Canadian players were going for Carlson behind the net. You let the first one go to him and the other guys. If you're going to skate in front of Carey Price, you have to help him out there. Right. You can't just screen him. And Carey Price has been phenomenal That's in this series. That's how you beat this guy, though. Yeah, but the other thing that he did, and we see it so much in today's game, if you're protecting the post, you literally have to be leaning against the post. If you give that slight opening... That's where guys are beating you. And Price gave that slight opening, and that's how that puck got through. We see goals going in there against, uh, against the post, and we see it when guys go down and you go over that shoulder in that top corner all the time. Those are the two places in the post that seem to get beat all the time. Or if a guy does come out a little bit from the post, we see the guy behind the net back, banking it off his backside. I was surprised that Carey Price gave up enough room for that puck to get through. I, I I thought it was a bit. No, I thought it went between arm and body. It went. It went. Did it? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it was. I, I might have gone like uh, through his uh, armpit. Yeah. I, that, that, that's where I thought it went. Yeah. I, I, I I thought it was a really great play by Carlson. Nice by McNabb to pinch. But I thought it was lucky in that, as you said, there was a guy in front, and I don't think McNabb saw him, and the and the and the the, the puck misses the Montreal defender in yeah, front. Yeah, and, and there was actually two because one skated past, and then the other one came. Okay. So and, and I was like, what are they doing? Are they trying to screen Carey Price? So so in, in that, I don't think McNabb saw him. I think it was lucky that the puck oh, missed those guys. No, and McNabb then I was think, looking for the pass, and and, yeah. and he got it, and he buried it. Yeah, I, I did. So whatever, but. but Good on him, but but again, where is this? We, I talked about this in the bubble last year. Where is this all game long? If this works, and you can't dispute that it doesn't work, why aren't you trying to do this for sixty minutes? Well, but across the board, they are coming out of the gate asleep at the switch every game. It's like it's hard to put your finger on why that is. I mean, they know it. I mean. They talk about it all the time, so I know they know it. I just then then you step on the ice and don't give me an effort. I don't understand. I, I, I but you know I've never played hockey, so I you know. Yeah, I mean I thought they came out fairly decent in game three. You know I, I thought that was actually one of their better third period uh, first periods to come out that they didn't dominate or do anything like that, but they weren't dominated either. Okay. But yeah, but I I don't understand and and that again and I know you guys have already touched on it, but. The lack of scoring from the forwards. I mean, what, what's, what do you see there, Frank? Well, what is Montreal doing that they're not getting production from the top six? It, it, from what I see, it, it just looks like the top six aren't on the same page like they were. We talked about how good. 
the Carlson Smith and Marshall so line was against Colorado. It's because it's an open game. You know, they, they open things up and they had a chance to, to to get some scoring there. With Montreal, they're they're kind of a counter strike, a, a like I say, attack. And I think they really play pretty good defense. They make it tough to get it in the zone. You know, they're a little bit physical in the corners and that. They're not letting guys get in place. And it seems like Vegas on their passes and that are just a little bit off. If you notice the passes, instead of being stick to stick, they're kind of on the back of the skate or between the legs or something. fix it. And it's easy to fix. You would think at this point of the season. No, you gain the red line and you dump it in. Well, yeah. They continue... To try to go against a team that they're good with the sticks in the lanes and the passing lanes, and they come at you in transition. It is what it is. If you can get Montreal to chase the game, Montreal never had to chase that game, right? They never were behind. Right. If you make Montreal chase the game, all that stuff will be there. But don't try to do it from the drop of the puck. And yeah, you're home in front of the home fans. Don't be trying to impress the home fans. Dump the damn thing in and go down low. Work some, you know, get the win some stick battles. Win along the wall. Get the lead that way. You can play that kind of game. The highlight reel stuff will come if Montreal is behind. Well, and Vegas tries to get engaged with them. You know, in, in the track meet thing, and Montreal's laughing at them. That Montreal's not letting them have the open space to create a three-on-two or find the trailer. It's ugly. Dump it in. Get the lead. Then the goodies will come. Well, and like you said, too, the other thing, the thing that always kind of cracks me up when you say stuff like, you know, trying to impress the fans. You want to impress the fans? Win the game. Yeah. It's really that simple. The fans don't care if it's a beautiful tic-tac goal or if it's a gritty thing that bounces off of three people. Alec Martinez is known throughout the league and throughout the world for getting the game-winning goal against the Blackhawks to send the Kings to the Stanley Cup final and then getting a goal there. That goal against the Blackhawks bounced off like two or three people. <laughs> there was nothing sensational about it. It wasn't a perfect shot. It was a pinball machine. But that's what he's remembered for. Why? Because he impressed the people by scoring the damn goal. Well, think think what was working against Colorado. Carlson was in the paint, standing right there, sets a screen, rebound, bangs it in. The one off a faceoff, uh, I believe Yanmark's goal pinballed off three people to Yanmark. Yeah, that Carrier yeah, yeah, got a goal the that was and the it same. Went through, yeah. Carrier got a goal standing down low, and the puck just get it through, and it was bouncing around. And he chipped it in. That's what this is all. This is this series. You know, you're not know who you're playing against. This is a, they are the Islanders in a red jersey. That's who they are. We and, and, and what do we say? What's the oldest adage in sports? Styles make matchups. Okay, you won four straight against Colorado. You probably outplayed them in the, in the last five games of the series. That's all good, and it's wonderful, and it's well. It means nothing for this series. Because, like you said, you've got to change the style to fit who you're playing now. I mean, and that's a good point, too. If, if the Islanders end up winning their series, you're going to kind of get a carbon copy of this in the final should you get there. And, you know, and Tuck's flying all over the place. I mean, he's so noticeable. Hit the net. Yeah. You know, you get some great shit. Get it on, on net. Don't be sh- How many times is Vegas shooting it wide? Get it on net and, and drive the net for rebounds. And, right, exactly. And, you know, but again, all this around the periphery stuff. Look at the goal that tied it. Look at the goal that won it. Okay, 
Start the game that way. Well, and Don't you, wait until you're behind. And you mentioned Tuck is flying all over the place, and he's got size, and he's got speed, and he's fun to watch when he's Go flying over. Go be in over. the blue paint. Yeah, exactly. How about instead of flying, paint, uh, park yourself, yeah. you know? Of, all, of yeah. all the things he did and all the flying around, look at the play that won a game. He's standing in the blue paint. They're worried about him, and Wall gets the rebound. And they should be worried about him. And if the f- season one, the first time we talked to him, the first thing he said was, well, it's not an easy way to make a living, but I know that if I'm going to be a, what I want to be in this league, I've got to be in front of the net. His size, he's, he's hard to knock out of there. Again, it's great when he's flying around and when he gets one of those shots and he scores and you see, and everybody's like, wow, his size, his speed, everything else. That's beautiful. But the bulk of his living, if he's ever to be the 30, 35 goal scorer or whatever that he wants to be on a consistent level, he's got to be in front of the uh, net more. And, and I get it. He's had injuries in that, too, his first few seasons. Maybe that's in the back of his head. But when he is in front of the net... I got news for you. You're six games away from a silver shiny thing. Go to the blue paint. That, I couldn't agree more. All right. But but on top of it, and I, I sit here like just throwing an anvil on him. At least he's noticeable. Oh, oh, totally. He it's, shows up every night. Yeah, and, and I I'm mean, not, I wish he'd do some things differently, but he's out there every night. You can't say the same thing about the other nine. No, and, and I want this to be. I, I want to make this perfectly clear. I am not riding him in any way whatsoever because he is out there and he is active and he is flying around trying to make things happen. But if maybe he didn't have to make everything happen on his own. And the other people with him would allow him to get in that blue paint. It would make life a lot easier. And maybe we wouldn't be going overtimes all the time. And, you know, having uh, games that are, you know, nip and tuck and you're on the edge of your seat and you're wondering what kind of goal is going to win it. Because we know in overtime, a lot of times it doesn't. Again, like you said, you're trying to impress the fans. How many overtime goals are those gritty goals that aren't impressive? But when it hits the back of the net and the horn goes off, that's what makes it impressive. Well, the bottom line is. As you alluded to, Vegas in control Friday night. We know what happened. Ah, okay. How many times? This is four years running, Stevie. Yeah. Four years. Okay. He made a mistake. Four years running. How many times have I said, do the other teams not have scouts? Just shoot it around the dash or you want Flurry playing the puck. Yeah. How many times have I mean on this show? We've talked about it's the only thing that is like a chink in the armor for Flurry. Yeah. And, okay, it's a horrible mistake. It was ugly. Leonard comes, you know what? Leonard comes, bails him out. And I got news for you. You got to come right back with Leonard tomorrow. But think about this. Flurry's going to be, get some rest and be fresh. And if, you, if you're going further, the two-headed monster all of a sudden, for all the crap they've taken and we've dished out and everybody's dished out 12 million of goalies, they may end up with the last laugh. They're definitely coming back with Leonard tomorrow. <sighs> wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. Oh, my. What? No, I wouldn't. You're never my coach. Well, that's fine. And I, and I've I don't seen people on social media that are chiming the same thing that Stevie's saying. I don't. I honestly How don't do you know what the poor is going to do. How do you not come back I, with I, him? I'm not going to say that they shouldn't. He, he, but, but with he the could boar, be in their head. He, he could be, but with the boar, I, I don't want to make that assumption. I don't know what Pete DeBoer thinks. I think you come right. This guy's played. He's fresh as a daisy. He just played a great game. You come right back with him. And if Flurry was fatigued, then why are you throwing him back in there? Then let him get rid of the fatigue. 
I mean, this is a no-brainer. I, I actually saw somebody post before the game yesterday, yeah, it's a good thing Leonard's starting today because then we'll go Leonard, Flurry, Leonard, Flurry. bring back the rotation. It worked in the regular season. Yeah. yeah, it worked in the regular season, number one, because Leonard was gone for a while and Flurry got that consistency. And, oh, by the way, do you remember the garbage at the bottom of your division in the regular season? No, you e- either way would have worked against those teams. You ride Leonard now. I mean, if if, if Leonard no in this series, if Leonard wins tomorrow, you come right back with him up in Montreal in Game Six. Flurry's numbers up in the Bell Center aren't that great. Okay, you you come right back. You you ride Leonard the rest of the way in this series. I mean, if if he if Leonard loses tomorrow, okay, fine. But don't why. Why would you not come back with him tomorrow after the way he should. played? I'm just saying with Pete, I don't like to try to predict what Pete DeBoer is going to do. He, I, I have no idea either. He, he did say the, the, the purpose of starting Leonard uh, last game was not the mistake that Fleury made, but to give Fleury a rest. Yeah. And so I take from that that, okay, he's got his rest, and now he's back in. Yeah, and I know I heard you guys say right at the top of the show, too, that you were wondering about the Leonard thing, if maybe he was trying to get in Montreal's head. I, I kind of thought, as soon as I read that stuff, I wasn't that surprised. And I mentioned to a couple people on, after Friday's game, not because of the gaffe necessarily. But, but what I felt yesterday about starting Leonard was, if not now, when? If you said you're going to use both goalies, after you have that heartbreaking loss and the team's a little bit despondent, and then DeBoer said even after the game it wasn't Fleury's fault. However, in the intermission before the overtime, the team never really bounced back because they weren't maybe in the right mental state. If you weren't going to play Leonard yesterday, then you're basically saying, I'm not using him at all. You're, because that was the opportunity. Totally rested, and Fleury was. He has played a lot of hockey in that. To me, it was the perfect time to spring Leonard on Montreal. All right, your calls are welcome. Vegas Hockey Online, 702 221 7283. 221 7283. 221 save. And we go to the phones. Mike is on the line. Hi, Mike. Hi. Keep dissecting the way you guys are. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I do hope we don't go seven games. That's the only thing I'll add about this, because after what the NBA did the last two days, dogs and cats are going to be living together pretty soon. It, it, I don't know if this is the year of the visiting team in game seven, but let's hope not. At any rate, I want to ask you two questions off topic a little bit. Number one, how do you feel about Chris Lee and Dan Rourke, I, I don't. I'm not familiar with them, but all I do is hear about their bad officiating in this series, and I don't know if you agree with it or disagree with it or have no opinion on it. And then, what's your opinion in mass about the Selkie Award and Mark Stone? Uh, Stone got robbed. A distant third. Uh, oh we, my God! All right, Stone got robbed. I mean, I thought he, it was one in the cookie jar by January. I mean, if that wasn't a Selkie winning season, I've never seen one. I thought it should have been a no. sulky winning season, but I'm not that surprised because we know that they don't like to give it to, to know, winners. Bar- Barkov had a great season, and Bergeron's on reputation. Uh, okay, the official thing, Mike. All right, buddy, thank you for the call. The officials, I got no no beef here. Listen, uh, they missed March or so with the baseball bat to Perry's face. Well, there are two linesmen on the ice, too. And the linesman can go up to a referee and say, I saw it. And, oh, by the way, the, you know, bone fragments on the ice and the blood everywhere might have been a tipping point. Then you got the Gustafson guy. I mean, you could have called a major on him with the hit up front carry from behind. 
I, I'm. I don't think. I listen. I think they're letting them play for the most part. Oh, they've swallowed their whistles to a and good they, and extent. And I'm. I'm good with that. I, I. You know. I think. If anything, I think Vegas maybe has gotten a few more breaks. I think the people in Montreal have more of a beef than the people do here. I, I would agree with that. And the funny thing too is, like, I don't know because I know at the viewing party on Friday night we saw it a little bit. And if you are out watching these games in the public. How everybody gets excited about a power play, I've seen some Vegas people kind of go like, no, you're going to kill our momentum. Because yeah. the power play has not been mm-hmm. good at all. No. I don't know that it's it, it hasn't certainly been a negative against Montreal when they've gotten a penalty in this game. And look at the one goal that Byron scored. It was right yeah. after the power play was over. And boy, is that guy good when he gets a breakaway yeah. and, he, yeah. and he has that one-on-one, even against a guy like Fleury. But, yeah. but it, it's almost like well, the power play is killed. But 0 for 11, I mean... Vegas has got. We talking about what are the forwards going to do? What are they well, going to do on the power well, by play? By the way, they actually had. It was one of the best power plays they had. Yeah, it was one of the. Yeah, it, they, it, they actually it, put a lot and, of pressure. And then they on. give up the goal. Yep. I mean, that's like you got to be kidding. They they actually had that was a decent power play. Yeah, they had opportunities and some chances in that, but they didn't convert. And by the way, on the refs things, I get it, fans, and it is the NHL, and yeah. There are horrible calls, and that stuff happens. It's part of the gauntlet that is trying to win the Stanley Cup. But fans see what fans want to see. I put a thing up on the on the goal that Leonard they reviewed. I mean, I I can make a case that was in his glove was in the net, and it, but you couldn't see the puck. Yeah, exactly. So you can't prove that it I mean, completely we, crossed the common line. Common sense says that was his glove was in the net. The puck come flying in, into the heel of his glove, and his glove was in the net at the time. You can assume it was in, and I, I believe it was in, but you can't prove it. And, of course, there's somebody on Twitter, you need new spectacles. And I'm like, well, I'm, I don't because I'm not watching the game through rose-colored glasses. Right, yeah. You know, you're watching what you want to happen. I'm watching what is happening. The one thing I found very interesting on that is Toronto said confirmed. I, I think they saw something that we don't have access to. I never to. heard the who, who I used, heard confirmed, who, Brian. Who used God. the word confirmed? The, the, uh, the announcers? I never heard the word confirmed. I think Leonard kind of said it after the game when it, he said that, 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 that the teams and that he heard that it was, that the coaches told him that it had also been confirmed. Maybe they told him that, but I don't know. But I, yeah, I, I, I didn't hear it during the game. And that, I didn't hear it during and, the game. And, and I, I don't know for sure, but but maybe it's just confirmed because it's, I mean, I, I don't know how you confirm it. Because like you said, you, ter- couldn't, you couldn't see the puck. But the answer real quick. No, let me get the answer out about confirmed. It was lawless after the game was over, said that Toronto said they sent out something to the team. Teams that Lavis then had a hold of that said the call was confirmed. Yeah, but wait a minute. You asked me where it was confirmed. Okay, but but here's the deal. I've never heard this in the NHL. That's an NFL thing. The NFL says the call stands because they can't can't prove otherwise or the call is confirmed. I've never heard the call stands or the call is confirmed in the NHL ever, ever. I have. have. It's not an NHL thing. I've heard it. It's an NFL thing. God, I've heard it. Well, I don't know who you're listening to because I've I'm never heard the referees when they come back and they'll either say it's confirmed or it's uh, what do we call it? Not, stands. Stands. I've never yes. heard the NHL referees. I've heard do him. That. I've heard him say. I don't like. I, like I say, I, I I know that Leonard kind of alluded to something like that in his press conference. And boy, how about him last night too? Somewhere he got his motivation from I the game. I love it. I, I mean, that it. was great. That was so awesome. You know, whether whether you like him or you don't, and if you don't, I you don't gotta, know why you don't. But you I mean, it's like, he's a fun follow on Twitter, and he's not afraid to say what's on his mind, which concerns me. That concerns me. Really? Yes, it does. 
I, I kind of <laughs> like the openness in that. Well, Maybe it's because of the business we're in that I like it because we're always saying that guys always just say well, the cookie cutter yeah. answers of that. And well, it's like, but the, the highlight, Frank, is I mean, I, I got to get to the calls here. The highlight is DeBoer comes on, Alex Tuck comes on. Yeah, well, we're not listening to the outside noise and the other, and you know, we, we don't pay attention to the outside noise and what everybody's saying. And then Leonard sits down and goes, Yeah, well, I took a bus to the arena for two hours. I'm reading all the crap you guys are writing about me. Yeah, I got here. Thanks four, for the motivation. Yeah, I got so, here four hours so, early and read and read tw- and was on Twitter for two hours. Yeah, yeah, but, but we're not listening to the outside noise. The letter is, and it's great. That was awesome. Let's go to Tony, who's on the line. Hi, Tony. Hey boys, how you doing, Stevie? Hey Great Tony, how you doing bud? today? I like w- Brian. I like when you get Stevie fired up. It's oh, it's, well, it's, it's it's every day. It's, it's Marlin fishing, buddy, and I'm only using a worm. So my brother used to be a hockey referee in the minors, and it, they played this game called the whistle game, and it looks like this crew in in our series is doing the same thing. So they would have an agreement before the game. First guy to call a penalty owed the crew dinner at any steakhouse they wanted to go to. So you would see guys flop. So no one wanted to buy dinner. <laughs> so you would see that's what it looks like going on here. Uh, yeah, I, but I don't mind that. I would rather see this than see every single little call. Hey, and I got news to you. The way the Vegas power play is, you don't want penalties being called. It, it, it's so funny. The power play. Look, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say. I actually heard a story about a, a true story about this in the NBA. There was a story where one of the referees let it out that they would do that before their games have a dinner because they were like, they, when they were reviewing the film, they're like, "You guys missed like ten calls in the first quarter or something." And they're like, "Yeah, but none of us want to buy dinner or whatever." And they're like, "What?" They're the, playing the, the whistle the, game. The one ref literally <laughs> thought that it was just kind of a common occurrence, but they didn't know that it was just kind of in this little crew when they were with these other two guys that that's the way that it was done, and 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 they let the cat out of the bag that they were literally doing that during NBA games. Oh, it's great. I, uh, referees, most of them are terrible, so it's great when you hear stories like that. <laughs> On the power play, it's been bad all year. We knew it wasn't going to get better. We knew it might cost them in the playoffs, and it looks like it could. And then my last thing is, I want. I was wondering who the highest-paid defenseman UFA is going to be this summer, because I want to know who the newest Golden Knight's going to be. Dougie Hamilton. Year. We don't need help on the offense. Get another defenseman. <laughs> well said, Tony. See you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Tony. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, on the power play, remember we said that was a good power play before the goal was scored? They did tweak it. Petrangelo was playing the left point. Petrangelo was on the off wing on the left at the top of the left circle, and I think that opened things up. Instead of him being on the right point, so it gives him – because we keep waiting for the pass to either wing for the one-timer. Occasionally, Martinez lets the one-timer go on the right side. I do think Petrangelo playing on the left side of the power play did seem to open up some ice. No, I would agree with that. The other thing, too, is, and I know that that's kind of been a theme, and people have been taking shot at the signing of Petrangelo all season long. He's been good. Uh, if you didn't have him in the playoffs right now, they might not still be around. Bingo. No, he, you, you got to say that's the guy you signed. 
And, and I honestly don't – I think he's been nursing an injury or something pretty much all the season. Once he hurt his wrist in that, he came back to try to help this team. I mean, Petrangelo, he might not have been great all season long, but you sign people like him to try to win in the playoffs. And without him right now, they probably wouldn't be where they are. Back to the phones. Mark's on the line. Hi, Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, first of all, Gary Lawless said the word confirmed also on the broadcast last night on the radio. Thank you, Mark. I'm not saying that the word. Call me on it right away. I said, I'm not saying that the word confirmed. I've just never heard a referee come up and say it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Anyways, the other thing is, I've been listening to Brian since the Labatt hockey hotline days back in Buffalo. Attaboy, Mark. Generally, I I agree, but I disagree. I go back to Flurry tomorrow. Only because I think he has earned a chance at redemption. I think he needed the night off last night, but I think he's also earned a chance at redemption for that. But Mark, but, but, Mark, would, Mark but Mark, wouldn't you yeah. say Leonard right now, Leonard maybe's in their head, played a great game, Leonard wins. This is about moving forward. You're going to have seven more chances for Flurry to play. It's, I'm just talking about tomorrow. That's all. You're right, and I don't think I don't think the board can make a wrong decision in this one. Actually, is kind of where he's at, you know, because I I'm not well, at least with me because I am not upset if he does with either one. I just kind of have that gut feeling. I want I think Flurry deserves that chance, and I'm a Leonard guy over the two. I always liked him even in Buffalo when his save percentage was high, but his defense was awful. So I, this isn't like an anti-Leonard thing or anything like that. I just I think Flurry has earned that redemption chance for that huge gap. And the thing is, it was two bad goals within four games because people forget about that Colorado one where That's he right. ran it in with two seconds in the period. I think he needed the mental break, and I think last night was that. I, I ride him out in game five, and I think with the crowd behind him, it might be the one thing he needs. I don't know. I'm just a fan sitting over here, though. Mark, you know? Mark. Listen, appreciate the phone call. I think that that's very intriguing, that belief. I think – I'm not saying Mark's doing this, and I'm not saying that all the other people you say you've heard are doing this. Flurry could run for mayor. You know what I mean? This guy is loved, and rightly so. All right, so he made a mistake. But DeBoer, in as much, just said – that the mistake he made had nothing to do with it. It was fatigue. So if it truly was fatigue and Leonard is as fresh as he can be and is coming off a great game, you give Flurry a few more days rest and come with a guy right back with a guy that just played a great game and maybe Montreal's like, how do we beat this guy? Well, and the thing, too, of giving Flurry a chance at redemption if you're going to give him a chance at redemption, wouldn't it last night have been the chance right after he mm-hmm. made the gaffe in the other game? I don't think Pete DeBoer gives a damn about players getting a chance for redemption. No. I think Pete DeBoer has one thing in mind, and that's which goalie is going to give me the best Correct. chance to win this hockey game tomorrow. He said that in the press conference yesterday. My responsibility is to this group, the men in the room, and to do the right thing for the team. Yeah, they, they just got home ice back. They don't want to give it away again. If DeBoer thinks Robin Leonard after that game yesterday is ready to go again and he's on fire and Montreal hasn't figured him out at all, even though they had 18 scoring chances, 
then I think he well, goes with him. But not, but but I but I don't think redemption or feeling no, good or oh I, we want nothing. flower in front of the home fans to to get a smile on. Mark Andre Fleury's always got a smile on his face, Matt, even when his agent is sending out pictures of a sword through his back. Matt for crying Murray out loud. took over for Fleury. <laughs> Fleury got, kept Pittsburgh breathing. Murray came back and took over. If you want to win, you do what's right in the moment. Yeah, I, I feel like Fleury's a better goaltender. That's why I started. That's the only reason. He, in, in my mind, he's the better goaltender. Now, right now, DeBoer may think that Leonard's the better goaltender, and that's why he starts him. Well, he might think Leonard's just the hotter goaltender right now because of yeah. the game he had. And sometimes it's not necessarily – I think Fleury's been the better goaltender all year long. But if you think Leonard's hot right now, sometimes you also ride the hot streak. That's why I said – and I'm not trying to sit on the fence here – I'm not going to try to get in Pete DeBoer's head because yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what he was doing last year in the bubble. Same. I would be. I don't know what's in his head either. I give him full marks for what he did. It worked. All right. Oh, he, it, he read, it was a, it was a gutsy this, call. And he it read totally the situation worked. right. Leonard responded, and I'm telling you, I just think he opens him up himself up to be really second. Not that he cares because he he, he swung can't. he swung at it yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think he really opens him up to be second guess. Go, you pulled the trigger. You made the right move there. Come right back with the guy. Well, and, and the other thing that, that the last caller said there, too, which I found a little bit interesting, he said was, well, you know, I mean, it, it, there's not really a bad call, and it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm good with it either way. If they lose the game in the social media yeah, world, yeah. it will be the wrong call, right. regardless of which one he makes. If they win, everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah. And if they lose, they're going to blame the decision. Yeah. That's what fans do. Sure. If if Leonard had lost last night, we'd be skewering. I mean, he'd be skewered. Even today. if they would have lost it, the yeah. one nothing. Yes. If McNabb doesn't get that goal right. and they go to overtime, people, yeah. even though well, Leonard played great, well, they still would have blamed all, it. All of Correct. a sudden, now everybody think about it. The big hot topic: twelve million dollars of goalies, and you got a defenseman who you didn't think you needed. Well, now the two goalies reared up and won you a monster hockey game, and the defenseman everybody said they didn't need has been the guy that's helped get them here. I mean, all of a sudden, when it matters most, let's give the front office credit because that worked. Well, and, and as of now, I mean, they're still breathing. And, and real quick, if you're going to give the front office credit too, I still say the best thing or one of the best things that happened to this organization was the Chicago Wolves losing to the Charlotte Checkers in the other in, in, in <laughs> that Nick cha- Wah. Yeah, because they saw Nick Wah and said, "We got to have that guy." Yeah. Might not be talking all, you know, the sky is wonderful again if it wasn't for Nick Waugh. The patience after missing the first one and then taking it back and throwing it over yeah. Price and Kakakiami. Fantastical. I mean, just, and I, it, it, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's lollipops and rainbows again. Good stuff. You all right? Me? You hate me? No, I never liked you. Uh, Hate's I'm, a very I'm, strong word, I'm, though. I'm, 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 afra- <laughs> I'm afraid of seeing the walrus laying off to the side of the goal if he starts tomorrow. At some point, and a rebound going in. We will see. He All played right. really well last night. Fantastic. That's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun little stretch here. Best of three. Spin the wheel, uh, Terrible Herbs. The VGK Game Day Giveaway. Don't forget our friends at UzuCBDPlus.com. If you got joint pain, manage the all-natural. My, I got a meniscus. My knee was chirping last night, Stevie. Oh, yeah? I just I put the... Did you rub it on there? Oh, instant. It works. It works. I know. Uzu CBD Plus. Use the promo code BLESSING. 10% off your first order. Free shipping orders of $100 or more. Adam S. Cutter, when they're on the power play for tickets to a future Golden Knights game. And John Smith subs. Ask for the hat trick special. 9701 West Flamingo. Ballpark TC coming up next. Thank you for coming in. You got it. It's and, great and, to see you. And with friend. your knee, I guess you're not going to start tomorrow. I'm out. <laughs> I'm. 
I'm like year to year. Is that confirmed? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I, I got I got upper, lower, I, I got every angle of body injury possible. TC Ballpark, the boys are next.